Good morning, Westway. For those of you that are new to Westway, I'm Joe, I'm one of the pastors here at Westway, and I am so glad to be able to be with you here today. Did you have a good week? How many of you need to go exercise? (laughs) Uh, As we were getting ready this morning, Cody asked the praise team and the the worship arts team uh, what their favorite meal or part of Food, I guess, is what he asked uh, for Thanksgiving is, and I thought about doing that now, um, but that would be weird. Um, (laughs) But I am thankful for a lot of things, and one of the things that I am thankful for is you. You represent the body of Christ, and you're important. And your love is so important in my life and to others that are in this room. Um, this, the last few months or a couple months, um, Pastor John has been leading us through a study on the book of Judges. And in that study, um, John said it well, so I'm gonna quote what he used uh, right at the beginning of that study. I really like the way he put it. He said, God's people enter the promised land and initially all seems well until it's not. The people neither acknowledge the Lord nor the things he had done for them. These sins have consequences for individuals and for them as a nation. And as they spiral further and further and further into chaos, the faithfulness of God is demonstrated time and time again, as he sends rescuers to save his people from their oppressors. These rescuers come and go, revealing the need for the ultimate rescuer, one who can save them from themselves. I thought he did it so well, and I wanted to say it again. I don't know about you, but studying through Judges has been rough. It's not a pretty picture that is painted in that book. And in the last four chapters of Judges, John pointed out that there was a recurring theme, and that theme was this. In those days, Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. It's the way the book ended but it didn't stop at the end of the book. That sentence ought to make every one of us sit up and pay attention. There are lots of examples that I can think of um, where I've witnessed people who ignored the leadership that they've been given and did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. I was thinking about that and I thought about camp. And all the years I went to camp, and especially junior high camp, um, when, a, when you're at the end of the day, you go to the cabins and you're getting ready for bed. Why are you guys giggling? <laughs> and oftentimes the sponsors aren't there yet. There's no leadership in the cabin. Well, maybe one or two are there, but it's big cabin. And you walk in the doors and what do you hear? Chaos. Stuff flying all over pillows being thrown, uh, mattresses on the floor, clothes all over the place, chaos. 
And I thought that's a pretty good example of where we are in the world sometimes. When there isn't a leader, a final authority, one who proclaims truth, this is the way it's going to be, or (laughs) we fall into whatever we want to do in our own eyes, and it ultimately ends up in chaos. And you might find yourself wondering, I don't know about you, but I've been pondering on that phrase, in those days Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. And maybe you found yourself living the story you've orchestrated for yourself instead of the living story God designed for you. And you wonder, how do I get out of this? How do I stop this pattern? How do we fix this problem? Well, I've got some good news for you. In the very center of your Bible, many of you with your Bibles, you can, you can take it and you can set it like this and open it up to the middle of your Bible, and it, and it might end up landing on the longest chapter in the whole Bible, Psalm 119. And this is an interesting chapter. I want to tell you a little bit about this chapter, and I'm going to read it. And you're thinking, oh boy, we're going to be here all morning. And those leftovers in the, in the refrigerator are going to be there a little bit longer. It only takes 15 minutes to read it. So I have a little bit of time. <laughs> um, I want to tell you about this wonderful chapter in the Bible before we read it together. Psalm 119 is an acrostic to end all acrostics. I don't know how many of you like English and poetry and that sort of thing, but this is, a, this is an, an amazing psalm. There are 22 strophes or paragraphs corresponding to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Each of the strophes has eight lines or verses, and every one in the Hebrew Bible of the lines in each strophe begins with the appropriate Hebrew letter marking that stanza. The first eight lines begin with Aleph, the second eight with Beth, and so on throughout the 176 lines of the psalm. Somebody took a lot of time to sit down and think this out. Thinking about what is important that I need to write. That's somebody we don't know who it is. The author of the psalm is uncertain. There's a number of different suggestions, but no proof as to make it certain as to who it is. Many feel that it was possible that David was the author because many, if not all, of the verses fit his story. Well, regardless of who the author was, we can tell from the reading of it that this author was one who was passionately devoted to the word of God as the word of life. He humbly acknowledged the sinful ways of his heart and life. He knew pain, but also the fruits of God's corrective discipline. He had suffered much at the hands of those who arrogantly disregarded God's word and made him the target of their hostility and slander. Now, as you think of that, and you think of what that author must have been going through, does it sound a little bit familiar, maybe, 
in your life? The key word in the psalm is Torah. And translated into the English as law in the NIV and the New American Standard Bibles, or instructions in the New Living Translation. There are seven synonyms, synonyms, synonyms for Torah also used as you go throughout this chapter. These seven words when translated to English are words like direction, instruction, teaching, promise, word, decrees, commands, statues, statutes, and laws. Today when we hear the word law, our minds default to legal. In the context of this psalm though, God instructed his people to a manner of life that would both glorify him and lead to true fulfillment and true happiness in his people. This is Torah, a manner of life, not a legal system that assures salvation. Only in this sense could Torah be the object of such joy, devotion, and acclaim as shown for it in Psalm 119. Torah, then, is a general term indicating instruction whose basic idea is pointing the way. I don't know about you, but I need direction. I need that authority in my life because there's a lot going on around me that's pushing me and pulling me in directions that I might think is okay, but how do I know whether it's okay or not if there isn't some sort of guideline or instruction to help me make that decision. And so we're gonna read this psalm together. And as we go through the psalm, you'll see up on the screen the Greek, the pronunciation of the Greek letter of the alphabet. We didn't have the Hebrew on the computer so I couldn't put the letter up there. <laughs> but um, it's Aleph, Beth, Gamel, and so on. And as they correspond with the strophe or paragraph or eight verses, you'll see that up on the screen. And I also put kind of a overview of what that strophe is about, in my opinion. Now you'll see in your version apps um, when you pull those out at the bottom of that, there's some questions that you can take time this week to go through. And what I would love for you to do is to go back through this psalm this week, whether you do it in your small groups or whether you do it alone at home or however you want to do that. And I would encourage you to read each strophe. And as you do that, think about what is the author talking about in this paragraph, in this strophe and write it down in your own words. Then I want you to ask yourselves the question, as we read through it this morning, as you go through it again later this week, I want you to ask yourself the question, how does that relate to my life today? Where I'm at, what I'm going through? What is God wanting me to hear and understand and use as my guide? Where is it pointing me to? So, if you grab your Bibles, if you got them, open them up to the middle, to Psalm 119. 
And I'm just gonna read. But I want you to think about the words as we hear these words read. They're also in your version app. That's why it's so long this time. <laughs> Let's think about what God is speaking to us through this. Psalm 119. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not comprise with e compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I would delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Be good to your servant that I may live and obey your word. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. I am only a foreigner in the land. Don't hide your commands from me. I am always overwhelmed with the desire for your regu regulations. You rebuke the arrogant. Those who wander from your commands are cursed. Don't let them scorn and insult me, for I have obeyed your laws. Even princes sit and speak against me, but I will meditate on your decrees. Your laws please me. They give me wise advice. I lie in the dust. Revive me by your word. I told you my plans and you answered. Now teach me your decrees. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your regulations. I cling to your laws. Lord, don't let them, don't let me be put to shame. I will pursue your commands for you expand my understanding. Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than the love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Reassure me of your promise made to those who fear you. 
Help me abandon my shameful ways, for your regulations are good. I long to obey your commandments. Renew my life with your goodness. Lord, give me your unfailing love, the salvation that you promised me. Then I can answer those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch your word of truth from me, for your regulations are my only hope. I will keep on obeying your instructions forever and ever. I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. I will speak to kings about your laws, and I will not be ashamed. How I delight in your commands, how I love them. I honor and love your commands. I meditate on your decrees. Remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. The proud hold me in utter contempt, but I do not turn away from your instructions. I meditate on your age-old regulations. O Lord, they comfort me. I become furious with the wicked because they reject your instructions. Your decrees have been the theme of my songs wherever I have lived. I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. This is how I spend my life, obeying your commandments. Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promised. I pondered the direction of my life and I turned to follow your laws. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. Evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored to your instructions. I rise at midnight to thank you for, just, for your just regulations. I am a friend to anyone who fears you, anyone who obeys your commandments. O oh Lord, your unfailing love fills the earth. Teach me your decrees. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. You are good and do only good. Teach me your decrees. Arrogant people smear me with lies, but in truth I obey your commandments with all my heart. Their hearts are dull and stupid, but I delight in your instructions. My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. Your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. You made me. You created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, O oh Lord, that your regulations are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. 
Now let your unfailing love comfort me, just as you promised me, your servant. Surround me with your tender mercies so I may live, for your instructions are my delight. Bring disgrace upon the arrogant people who lied about me. Meanwhile, I will concentrate on your commandments. Let me be united with all who fear you, with those who know your laws. May I be blameless in keeping your decrees. Then I will never be ashamed. I am worn out waiting for your rescue, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes are straining to see your promises come true. When will you comfort me? I am shriveled like a wineskin in the smoke, but I have not forgotten to obey your decrees. How long must I wait? When will you punish those who persecute me? These arrogant people who hate your instructions have dug deep pits to trap me. All your commands are trustworthy. Protect me from those who hunt me down without cause. They almost finished me off, but I refuse to abandon your commandments. In your unfailing love, Spare my life. Then I can continue to obey your laws. Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. Your your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. Your regulations remain true to this day for everything deserves your plans. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in misery. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you gave me life. I am yours. Rescue me, for I have worked hard at obeying your commandments. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I have refused to walk on any evil path so that I may remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your regulations for you have taught me well. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I've promised it once and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. I have suffered much, O Lord. Restore my life again as you promised. Lord, accept my offering of praise and teach me your regulations. My life constantly hangs in the balance 
but I will not stop obeying your instructions. The wicked have set their traps for me, but I will not turn from your commandments. Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. I am determined to keep your decrees to the very end. I hate those with divided loyalties, but I love your instructions. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Get out of my life, you evil-minded people, for I intend to obey the commands of my God. Lord, sustain me as you promised that I may live. Do not let my hope be crushed. Sustain me and I will be rescued. Then I will meditate continually on your decrees. They are only fooling themselves. You skim off the wicked of the earth like scum. No wonder I love to obey your laws. I tremble in fear of you. I stand in awe of your regulations. Don't leave me to the mercy of my enemies, for I have done what is just and right. Please guarantee a blessing for me. Don't let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes strain to see your rescue, to see the truth of your promise fulfilled. I am your servant. Deal with me in unfailing love and teach me your decrees. Give discernment to me, your servant. Then I will understand your laws. Lord, it is time for you to act, for these evil people have violated your instructions. Truly, I love your commands more than gold, even the finest gold. Each of your commandments is right. That is why I hate every false way. Your laws are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. The teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand. I pant with expectation, longing for your commands. Come and show me your mercy as you do for all who love your name. Guide my steps by your word so I will not be overcome by evil. Ransom me from the oppression of evil people. Then I can obey your commandments. Look upon me with love. Teach me your decrees. Rivers of tears gush from my eyes because people disobey your instructions. O Lord, you are righteous and your regulations are fair. Your laws are perfect and completely trustworthy. I am overwhelmed with indignation for your enemies have disregarded your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested. That is why I love them so much. I am insignificant and despised, but I don't forget your commandments. Your justice is eternal and your instructions are perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Your laws are always right. Help me to understand them so I may live. I pray with all my heart. Answer me, Lord. I will obey your decrees. 
I cry out to you, rescue me that I may obey your laws. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. In your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Lawless peoples, lawless people are coming to attack me. They live far from your instructions, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last forever. Look upon my suffering and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instructions. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from rescue, for they do not bother with your decrees. Lord, how great is your mercy. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. The very essence of your words is truth. All your regulations will stand forever. Powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. I hate and abhor all falsehood, but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. I long for your rescue, Lord, so I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and laws because you know everything I do. O Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commandments, for all your commands are right. Give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. O Lord, I have longed for your rescue, and your instructions are my delight. Let me live so I can praise you, and may your regulations help me. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commands. Wow. Do you find yourself relating to where he's at? Do you find yourself wondering how long it's going to be before he rescues us? Have you ever felt like you needed rescued. How often do we praise him each day? (laughs) 
And when I read that seven times, I immediately thought about, I'll bet that's not literally seven times. I think what that means is all day, I praise you in completeness and fullness. What's my lifestyle? Where do I go for instruction? Is it the news? Is it some author that I think I can trust? That might not be bad, but where do they go for their instruction? How often have we felt persecuted? Maybe it's at work where someone makes fun of Christians. How often do we rub shoulders with those who have chosen their own path and ignored the truth of the word? These are all questions that I think about when I read what this author has shared with us. Where do I put my foot down and say, I'm gonna stand here. I'm gonna stay true to the teaching that my Father in heaven has given me. How often do I find myself floating with those who don't know him and fudging on my beliefs? I kind of went back through as I thought about all these things and I, and I, and I wrote this summary. The author of the 119th Psalm understood the answer to living life with God. And this kind of life could only be found in the word of God. He understood. And I, and I wrote it like this. It's the happiness of walking in God's way is what this author understood. He understood that God's word is where you find directions for youth and directions to help you through a troubled journey. It is where you find help when in distress and develop perseverance along the way. There's power in the word of truth, so you must stay true to God's instructions and promise to obey him. He welcomes the return of the wayward. There is a need to be united with those who fear God. We understand what it is, what it is like to be worn out and dried up like a wineskin hanging in the smoke of a fire. Yet, life is preserved through God's word. You can gain wisdom through its instruction. The light of God's word guides through adversity. It is our refuge and shield. We have need for discernment and a compassion for the word. Its justice is eternal. It's so near, yet so far away. We should recognize a need for an advocate. And I hope you will fall in love with God's word and realize that it is deserving of praise. And last but not least, be thankful that the lost sheep is worth saving. As we go forth from here today, I hope you don't have to wonder where you can go for direction. 
I hope that you understand that the answer is right here and that we just need to go there continually to look for those answers. I hope that you realize the need for each other to hold us accountable to our thoughts, to help us to choose wise words in our conversations. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I love the thought of taking time to say thank you for what God has given us. I love the thought of taking time to identify the things that are important and recognizing that by giving thanks to him who gives them to us. What do you choose? As the bumper said earlier, I pray you choose his word. And whenever I think of the word, I think of what the Apostle John wrote in John chapter one and verse one, where it says, in the beginning was the word. (laughs) Yeah. The same was in the beginning. He was there in the beginning. And a little bit later, John expands on that by saying, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. When I think of the word, I think of Jesus and what he's done for us. And we're beginning a new series next week. And the title of it is Fulfilled. And we're going to talk about him. I hope you plan to choose him and recognize the power that he has in your life if you allow him to, and that you will take time to thank him and praise him and love him every day, just as the psalmist has written in this amazing chapter in the middle of your Bible. Let's bow our heads, let's pray. Father, what a blessing it is to be able to come together as your family, your body, your children, the ones you have chosen and to give our lives to you and to stay true to your teaching. Help us to have a hunger to seek it and search it daily, to meditate on it moment by moment, to begin our day with it, to end our day with it, to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it, And most of all, Father, may others see you in us because of it. Father, if we're here today and we haven't sought you, I pray that this would challenge us to do just that. Father, we don't understand how it was all put together, but we know it was all put together by you. And we can trust it because it is truth. And so once again, we say thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.